0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 Plus, age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com slash B ball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: The Cincinnati Bengals are three and one. Can you believe it? They pulled off what I guess could be considered an upset, but definitely an exciting, thrilling game. Uh a lot of points scored, a lot of touchdowns scored, a lot of back and forth, an emotional roller coaster to be sure. The Cincinnati Bengals pulled off a big win against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta 37 to 36. Hey everyone, how's it going? I'm Anthony Cazenza, and I am with cincyjungle.com as well as the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you're enjoying your Sunday and uh, have been enjoying your weekend in general. This should help. If you're a Bengals fan, to enjoy the rest of this, enjoy the rest of the weekend because this was an incredible football game. Very frustrating in certain aspects, very, very sad in other aspects, but very, very encouraging in others. I guess we'll start with the sad, Um, and I just to get it out of the way. Unfortunately. It looks like Tyler Eifert's going to be done for quite a long time, maybe the rest of this year, and may not play for the Bengals again. And I say that not because I'm hopeful of that or anything, but he's on a one-year kind of prove-it deal as it is with the club, and um, just uh, unfortunately it looks like he probably – we haven't had definitive reports, but it looks like he probably either dislocated or broke his ankle. Very ugly. Very ugly. Um, carted off the field, and as you see him get carted off the field, te- you know, his tears tears were welled up in his eyes, and you could just you just felt bad for him. So, um, you know, first and foremost, get well Tyler Eifert, and uh, he played great in the time he was in the in the game before he left early in the third quarter. Touchdown reception, four catches, uh, moved the sticks a couple of times, and unfortunately on that fourth catch, he, um... A uh, defender came right down on his ankle in a wrong way. And a uh, guy can't catch a break, unfortunately. But even with Tyler Eifert out of the lineup and even with the Bengals seemingly shook up after seeing him get injured and being taken off the field, the team rallied. They hung with it. There were some weird, weird things that happened in the in the second half, in the third and fourth quarters, be it in the form of penalties, both deserved and not deserved be it in allowing Atlanta to continue to play, be it in catching some breaks, if you will. Um, They were the right calls by the officials, but uh, getting some breaks that should have been called that way. Um, And hey, this team, whether you like it or not, they've shown resiliency. And this is the exact type of game that we saw them lose last season. Think about when they started the season last year. They started off 1-3, complete reversal, 3-1 and one this year. Any time they had a big lead, any time they were in a shootout, any time it was a close game, they seemed to have found a way to lose the game. I can think of the Green Bay Packers on the road. I can think of the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. I can think of a number of different games that they that they lost last year. And this team, granted, The Falcons may not be that great of a team, and they are banged up like the Bengals are, but these are the games you have to win. These are the games that are on your schedule, and traveling south twice, two weeks in a row, having three road games to start the season, and beating a divisional opponent and going three and one, this is a great month for the Bengals. Yeah, you'd like to see... 4-0, four0 of course, but this isn't going to be a perfect team they're going to lose some games it's going to happen we said this last week but we have to we we, we have to be pleased as bengals fans and as those who follow this club you get you got to be pleased with a three and one start now you have miami coming home Vontez perfect is back next week by unless he's out of shape or something but it by all intents and purposes he should be back in the lineup that should greatly help the defense. Um, unfortunately, it looks like Eifert will be gone, so that's going to hurt. But the the good news: John Ross stepping up in a big way this week. Got gimpy a couple of times, but made a couple of big catches. Won a 39-yard touchdown, and another a nice toe tap drag uh, on the sideline for a first down conversion. Um, you, you gotta like what you saw from John Ross today, and you gotta give him some props. He was raked over the coals last week. And he, uh, by fans, by media, by whoever, and he showed up and helped the team out this week. A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd continued to just be dominant. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 11 catches, 100 yards. Four of his 11 catches were on the final drive and were on third and fourth downs that converted first downs. Think about that. Four catches on the final drive that converted first downs, and they were on third and fourth down. That is absolutely clutch. AJ Green was pretty quiet during parts of the game. Um, had a touchdown negated earlier by a phantom call against Bobby Hart, um, and the Bengals had to settle for a field goal then. But did have the game-winning touchdown, obviously. And um, what a great, what a great game! I see Robert Hall's give Robert Hall's giving John Ross the fist bump in our comments here. Totally. You gotta give you gotta give John Ross his due. He could have crawled into a shell this week. He could have just not played well, and he came up um, he came up big. Matthew Morgan, this is this is what I said, and Matthew Morgan makes a great point. Going back to Tyler Eifert, if it's a dif- dislocation versus a broken ankle, Eifert could return. Yeah, dislocation. If it's dislocation, no ligament damage, all that kind of stuff, that would be best case scenario. And that was my first reaction when I saw just how ugly it was. Um, and how ankles are more prone to kind of do that kind of stuff, but um, I, that, that was just pretty bad. So hopefully, hopefully he'll come back. Hopefully he can come back, and hopefully he can resume his football career. But he's had a myriad of injuries talking about Eifert and uh, get get well soon there. I will say that the back seven of the Bengals defense frustrated me, mainly the secondary. And I guess I guess we have to come to expect that against the Atlanta Falcons. Calvin Ridley, first round pick. Julio Jones, top 10 pick. Um, Muhammad Sanu, you know, a, a very talented guy. We saw what he could do with the Bengals. He's been even more integrated into their offense in, in Atlanta. Uh, you, you see, you know, you see the matchup problems those guys provide. But William Jackson, a guy who was everybody's favorite guy this this offseason, and pro football focus gave him all these numbers. He was absolutely lost on Sunday. Drake Kirkpatrick led up a touchdown catch to Ridley. Uh, Ridley had two of those. And the Bengals' defense failed to net a turnover for the second week in a row, which is Terrell Austin's forte as a defensive coordinator. Um, You know, you got to like what the offense did today. You have to like, you know, Randy Bullock converting his attempts and all that kind of stuff and the fact that the Bengals put up 37 points. But you cannot. the, the, The Bengals' defense is basically averaging about 30 points per game that they're giving up in these first four weeks. That is not a sustainable thing that can continue going on now uh, as i said Burfick's going back there's still a lot of young guys in this defense guys that are new faces in this defense that could be you know kind of getting their bearings um i I saw someone a minute ago said they thought preston brown played pretty well yes he did i thought he played decent there were some running lanes for tevin coleman and and the other rookie running back by the falcons that maybe shouldn't have been there but uh, I thought Preston Brown did pretty well. The problem is he has to come off. He's only a two-down guy. So he has to come off the field quite often, and then the other linebackers struggle both in coverage, covering a line, uh, covering a running back out of the backfield, that sort of thing. So uh, you have to – there are some major warts on this defense, and uh, I think losing Ryan Glasgow last week hurt. Getting Michael Johnson back this week helped. Um but i i just think that there's there's a lot of work to be done there now the, bang, the Bengals now host the dolphins who were three and oh they're now three and one they lost to the patriots uh this week and though the dolphins are three and one they're kind of a soft three and one and i maybe some people could say that about the Bengals, but um i i disagree a little bit on that but maybe this is a week where the Bengals defense kind of gets back on track and and you know, the the one game against the Ravens, the Bengals defense kinda of let up a bit because they had such a big lead. Um the bottom line is, you know, they can afford to let up these points like they did today if they're if they're forcing turnovers and whatnot. They're, they're not doing that. They have not done that the past two weeks, which is uh, it's, it's a little scary. But they were much better at getting to the passer today. I think that is part and parcel of just a better scheme and better output by the players, but also the fact that Matt Ryan's far less mobile than Cam Newton. So, um, you know, there's that. Uh, I see a... Question from, I think it's Mayank Mittal saying, uh, what about guys like Billings and Vigil? Seems like they aren't delivering. The problem is, here. here's my thing with the guys on the defense the problem is, it, it's, it's a lot of peaks and valleys. So, for instance, Vigil, you know, he, you see him, you know, a step or two behind a pass and lets up a seven yard play to a tight end or a running back. But then later in the game, he has a great tackle for loss that was critical on that drive. Andrew Billings, same thing. Um, you know, big force in the middle, makes, you know, make some plays, make some plays, but then he gets real quiet all of a sudden. And uh, I don't know. I think that that has to do with, I I answered someone on Twitter about this earlier on Sunday. I think this has something to do with Glasgow's out. Johnson was out last week. Um, Burfick's been out. And the Bengals, uh, the, the peaks and valleys that, that I mentioned, and the Bengals just haven't really invested a lot of ca- draft, early draft capital in linebackers and, and defensive linemen of late. It's been cornerbacks, it's been receiver, it's been, you know, running back, it's been a, a lot of that stuff. And um, yeah, they've got their defensive end shored up. They're def- they have a star defensive tackle who had another great game today, but. Um, Goodness, I mean, at some point, you got to have some of that beef in the middle. Um, Sterling Sherwood, say, why even sign Rawls? I, I, Yeah, I don't understand that one. He's He's been inactive since he's been signed, and now Joe Mixon is back. So my thought is Rawls will either be – they'll probably keep Rawls on the roster, but he'll just continue to be a, a healthy scratch. Um, they had they, they had a pretty bad scenario today when Walton was under concussion protocol after that late hit, and Giovanni Bernard was—you could tell—he's was pretty, pretty gassed. And um, you know, he was the only active running back they'd use. Erickson on a carry, so you got to give—you got to give Erickson a little love on that. Um, Christian Dillingham, this is a good question. Who do we sign at tight end? Obviously, referencing now that, that Tyler Eifert's uh, and undoubtedly going to be out of the lineup for quite some time. I think they probably—I mean, you have Uzama, you have Croft. You have Shrek. They might get some guy who's more of an inline blocker. Um, I, I, you know, I I don't know who's who. I'd have to look at and see who's out there. But I would venture to guess that they may get some guy who has H back experience, some guy who um, has uh, a little more in blo- in blocking experience, and that's where, yeah. They didn't use Ryan Hewitt very much after he signed that big contract, but uh, he might be a useful guy now. In hindsight, now that uh, Eifert got hurt, so um, gotta 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 figure that out. I see my good buddy Mike Donahue's on here. Alex Erickson is a straight up football player. You know, Alex Erickson had a pretty solid day today, and he had he did a lot of things that. You sit there, and you, it, they're overlooked. He had a decent kickoff return. I think it was 35. I think he had two of them that were uh, about 30 to 40 yards. And then he had the carry. Um, he was in there on offense late in the game when the when the team needed to spread things out. And then he also had the tackle. Yeah, he got penalized. But I think he got penalized because he had the tackle on the interception. And that's a hustle play. That's a play that gets overlooked. And, yeah, he got a, a – a, a penalty, but he was getting a face mask himself, so it was offset. But, you know, I, I got to give a little nod to Erickson. He's going to go overlooked because of what Boyd and Green and what Eifert did in the first half and what Geo did. Um, but uh, good good point by my good buddy Mike Donahue there. Um, I, You know, I, I don't know where else to go with this except for to say that it was a great Great win by the Bengals. Um, it wasn't the prettiest, but uh, there there are there are a lot of things to like. This is one thing to not like, and this is from Ryan Tom. Better tackling. My goodness, there were there were. I think Austin Hooper late in the game had a, a, the tight end for the Falcons had a catch that should have been stopped short. Um, but probably by about two yards and who knows, maybe the Falcons go for it, get it and they end up scoring anyway, but it was a perfect field goal, you know, set the Falcons were in a deep hole, tackle the guy, get him in front of the sticks, let him line up for a field goal and kick it. And then you don't have this, you know, whirlwind finish type of thing, potentially, um, instead, you know, two, three guys miss a tackle that should have, you know, should have brought him down. He stretches for another three, four yards, gets the first down, and then the Falcons end up scoring a touchdown to take that that lead. So that was, uh, you know, that's not too great. And you know what? The offensive line, not a great day from them. Uh, one bad call against Bobby Hart, I saw that, uh, who was it? Um William Newell says, bad call on Bobby Hart on that. Yeah, negated a touchdown, which the Bengals were then forced to kick a field goal. That was a changer. Not a good call there. But he led up two sacks against Dalton. Cordy Glenn, who had been playing great the first two weeks, has not played well the past two weeks. Um, Vic Beasley gave him all kinds of fits. And uh, luckily, Dalton was able to hold on to the football twice on that final drive. Um, And so that was huge. And uh, so not a great day from Cordy Glenn as well. And then Alex Redmond had his trademark holding call at least once a game. You'll, you'll get a holding call from Alex Redmond. Book it. And, um, you know, you, that, that is what it is. They're not making changes up front. They seem to like what they've got. And Trey Hopkins is filling in admirably for Billy Price. Um, maybe they do a thing now where they wait till price comes back and then Hopkins moves in somewhere. We'll see, but uh, they're getting it done somehow. And you have to give love to Andy Dalton, and I think that's where I'm gonna end it. You have to give love to Andy Dalton. He, you know, four interceptions last week. People are wondering, is it his fault? Is it Ross's fault? Is it Bill Lazor's fault? What is he doing? He can't, you know, he's he's reverting back to old habits. Hey. Big, big game from him today. He was near perfect. Even the interception he had was not on him. Um, He has thrown at least two touchdowns in every game so far this season, including three today. So three this week, two last week. I think he had another three against the Ravens and another two or three against the Colts. So he is really playing well. Had a second consecutive 300-yard game and the receivers and all of that are, are playing very well for him as well. So uh, you gotta like that. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kazenza again with uh, SB Nation and CincyJungle.com. We also have the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast that we do weekly, so check that out. We also do these Facebook Live immediate reactions to Bengals games. So uh, I'm usually the one who's here so you get to see my beautiful mug but sometimes we switch it up and we appreciate all of your support we appreciate all of the viewership keep your eye on cincyjungle.com for all the news updates analysis opinions and unfortunate injury updates uh, to guys like tyler eifert because uh unfortunately there's probably going to be some bad news coming down the pike pike uh there thanks gage 311 thanks i'm glad you like the hat Appreciate it, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Sunday night football game. I believe that one is Steelers and Ravens, so that should be an interesting one and uh, one that the Bengals now officially atop the AFC North again. Uh, should Bengals fans should be watching that one as well. Take it easy, everyone, and uh, enjoy the Bengals' win. day. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart.